Are you ready, kids? Aye, 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 Captain. I can't hear you. Yes, aye, aye, sir. Captain. I freaking okay, good. <laughs> Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. I'm Sean O'Brien, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my bros and Rosé, uh, recording from Belmar, New Jersey. We got Richie Sweden. Hi, everyone. And recording from some fucking where, we got Tim Hansen. <laughs> That's the best intro I've ever had. What's <laughs> up, guys? Um, hey. So, uh, let's, let's see how this goes. So, thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> Um, uh, the premise of our show, Ding, is that we respond to questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And, uh, we do so while drinking a crisp glass of some type of wine. It used to be rosé all the time, but you know, times change. Uh, and we've run out of rosés. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've drank every rosé. We've drank every rosé. <laughs> well, I mean, almost over 60 rosés, which is so so freaking many. Um, you can submit questions. Oh, you can submit questions uh, at to brosequestions at gmail.com. Richie, what, is, what, is, what did I just say? <laughs> it's it's brosequestions at gmail.com. And Tim? Uh, for those of you listening at home, brose questions at gmail.com. Dope. So uh, I guess first we'll start with our wines. Uh, Richie, go first. I am, where'd it go? There it is. Oh boy, 14%. I am polishing off the bottle of a Noble Vines Collection 446 Limited Edition Monterey Chardonnay 2019. That line, that rhymes. Um... <laughs> It's 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 pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, it's a fourteen point five percent, and it wasn't too expensive. I think probably like ten to twelve bucks. I don't really remember. Um, but even after having had warmed up and not been chilled, it's still for my taste palatable. And I very much prefer chilled wines. Um, that it's it's worth. If anybody likes Chardonnay, you'll probably really like this one. Nice. And Tim. Uh, I just finished my bottle of Apothic Rosé. Uh, Apothic is one of those wineries that Matt's a big fan of, so I, I did it in honor of him, mm-hmm. not knowing he was going to leave us by our lonesome. Oh, no. Uh, we, need, we need that sad song in the background there. That bum, bum, bum. I'm sure you yeah. guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the one Matt played repeatedly like every episode when I was getting ready to move to North Carolina, I do recall. I I still that still breaks my heart that you moved away from us. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. So uh, it's it's very good uh, for a ten dollar bottle of wine. I was genuinely surprised, especially since I don't actually like rosé. Uh, <laughs> I I really don't. It's for the most part most rosés are too too light in flavor, 
and like too dry and or or too sweet and it's just like that's not great i think this finds a great way of bringing you the fruit flavors of strawberry and watermelon without being just sugar in a bottle uh so i i forgot to war i forgot to chill it so i even drank it warm and the fact that it's good warm means it's probably going to be great chilled as uh recommended for most rosés so highly recommend apothic rosé if you're in the market for uh a cheap one that is delicious what you got sean i am drinking uh beeler pear et fils uh a 2020 rosé um and it is uh it was a mediocre bottle of rosé but like it got me where i needed to go you know what i mean i I'm not, it's, it's a solid C recommend. It was pretty cheap. <laughs> Get to it. But, uh, we also, Sean, answered, Sean what's the ABV on that guy? Just it kidding. is 12.5. Oh, okay. It's not too crazy. It's reasonable. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we also answer questions on this podcast, so let's jump into those bad boys. And how can we get those questions again? Ah, that's at brosequestions at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first question, what simple thing still blows your mind? Uh, the fact that a uh, when, when a mommy and a daddy get together, <laughs> that they can create an entire human being. <laughs> that is yeah. truly mind blowing. <laughs> it really is. Like we, it gets glossed over, but like that's, that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, when you started saying that my head immediately went to, um, Tim, I know you know who Steve Hofsetter is. Of course. Um, Sean, have you ever heard of him? He's yeah. comedian. Yeah, he had he had one video clip he posted on Facebook and stuff where he's telling a joke how um, it's insane how easy it is to have a child. And somebody is like, no, it's not. And he's like, have you ever accidentally ordered a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like his joke wasn't about like, oh, raising a child is easy, but it's like oh, having a child, having a child. It's just boom. Literally, boom, or bang, <laughs> I guess. Bang. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's I, 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 I can get that. Yeah, it is. It's it is. It's so wild that like it just happens. Yeah, and, it's and, and, so like, easy to happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. Granted, not everyone has such an easy time. Sometimes oh, some people have harder sure. time others but it's still like i knew someone in high school who they were dating someone and the person they were dating said they like the doctors and everyone said they could never get pregnant got pregnant like they must have had super sperm or something like tim it was you yeah you got pregnant (laughs) no my mom was told since she was 13 years old that she would never have children and i am child number four and each one of us is also a failed form of birth control. So, like, hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it's crazy. Um, 
Life uh, I, finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I posted I posted this on uh, Twitter a while back, maybe about at the time of this release, probably about two to three months ago. And I might have been a pinned tweet for a while, but like I was trying to start one of those like uh, uh, like viral tweets where it's like, what's something that like you never thought or that's like, what's something that blows your mind that doesn't make sense? And it was the sharper the knife, the safer it is in the kitchen. I understand the point behind it, but I still strongly disagree with it. I, I like, like if you have a, if you ever like, I, I like, I can understand disagreeing with it, but it's the, if you have a really sharp knife, as long as you are practicing safe, safe knife practices with it, it is better than having a dull knife. It's and it's safer than having a dull knife. And like, I've I've had problems with dull cutting instruments that I've had, I've cut myself with, and 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 I've had issues with. Whereas if it were sharper, like I wouldn't have had those problems. Like, uh, and this isn't a knife; it's a mandolin. But I had a I have a mandolin that has a couple of chips. It's super dull, and I was cutting it, and like it was getting stuck. So instead of like. I was also not practicing safe knife practices and I wasn't using the handguard, but like if it weren't getting stuck, I wouldn't have been gripping it the way I was. I wouldn't have been using it the way I was. And I would have, I probably wouldn't have cut myself or hurt myself. on. And it's the same with a lot of other knives. Like it, 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 it really doesn't make sense. It kind of blows your mind. Like a sharp knife is safer than a dull knife in the kitchen, not in everyday use, not in like, Hey, if you're going to get stabbed, you, 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 it's safer to get stabbed with a sharp knife. No, but. no, I, I, I understand the point, but I, I still disagree with it. Having actively worked with sharp knives and dull knives for six years of my life uh, in a work environment, every time you go back to sharp knives, if you've been like, even if it's only been like a couple weeks, this knife, same knife sharpening the same knife and it's like now it's sharper than it was two weeks ago yeah okay well it's still the same knife i've been using same practices i've been doing and suddenly that knife cuts sharper than you were previously used to and oh fuck i just cut Hmm. a quarter inch thing out of my thumb not because my thumb was in the wrong place but because the pre- amount of pressure I put in was based on the previous expectation of the cutting ability of that knife and too much pressure was applied and but, that went through whatever I wanted to faster and then the travel path of that knife changes because you're expecting a certain amount of resistance. So it's the same idea, it's just in the opposite direction. So honestly, it's just knives are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely. That's it. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. You, the, you're absolutely right with everything that you said. Is like if your knife is dull, you're trying too hard, you end up doing something way fucking worse. Absolutely true. But if you're going to tell me that it's more dangerous than a very sharp knife, I'm also going to tell you it, you're wrong. I, that's it. True. And that's true. just my perspective. True. We can disagree. No, we can't. We have to come to agree. This is a Brose podcast. We all agree on everything. Nope. We promote healthy conversation and discourse in this Brose of America. 
No, we yeah, we, we, do. we we all agree on everything. We may tend to be left leaning, but that doesn't mean we're not going to tell a leftist that is doing having a stupid fucking argument that yo, you're fucking stupid. Shut the fuck up. No, that's that's why Matt's not here is because he stopped agreeing with us on things. <sighs> Jesus Christ! If anything, I'd be the one not here rather than Matt. Come on now. We can't kick you out. You're the president still. So yeah. damn straight. There's no impeachment processes, so we kind of have to agree with you. So, fine, Tim. I see what you're saying. I have the power. <laughs> uh, any any other simple things that blow your mind? Uh, toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like, they're pretty simple, but like, I could never make one. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's mine. It's a little bit less... Uh, controversial i guess <laughs> i get it but i get for sure, it teeth brush <laughs> just um, i mean it's not even just really toothbrush it's like any brush thing that you can use to cook with like or clean with not cook with to clean with like it's mm-hmm. I, I i can't figure that out i don't know how this works <laughs> properly but it just does mm-hmm. totes uh the next question, if you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? Did Trump win the 2020 election? Oh, shut up. <laughs> like, the, the, the troublemaker in me... Wants to say something along the lines of like, was Jesus actually the son of God? Or some shit like that, because it's just like hyper-religious people annoy the fuck out of me, and like that would just take the wind out of all of their sails. Yeah, you would just and it would it would make it easier for you, because then you're like, you just know. Exactly, <laughs> but on but on the same token, if I get the answer that I'm expecting, I would also essentially just destroy the foundation of so many people, and I would feel like such an asshole. <laughs> it would, yeah, it would definitely remove the idea of religious freedom in that sense. Where it's like, no, 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 no. You still have the freedom to believe it. It's just that you know you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't eliminate any of the other religions, just all of the Christian-based religions. Yeah, pro or anti-Christian-based religions, depending on the answer that you get. Well, oh, I mean, the anti-Christian religions should be like, we were right! <laughs> Got them! But, uh, yeah, so I'm afraid of what that answer is. Not necessarily because I'm afraid of what the answer means to me, but so much as what that impact means to the world. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I uh, I don't know. Um, it's probably in a similar vein of like, does the good place exist type of thing? Is the good place real? Like something, something like existential in a way. Like 
I don't know. I think that's that's probably like I want to know if that stuff is real or, or not. Like, yeah, it, it's, you get it's, to know what you have to look forward to. Yeah, but but then at the same time, it's not really. It is it it is like it's a it's a hard topic for me to think about or to talk about because it's like I want to know if it's real or not, but at the same time, if I find out it's not, then it's like then that brings up the whole crisis of like. Well, when I'm done, I'm done, and what what's going like what's what's everything worth and blah blah blah. But if it is real, then it's like, oh great, then I can live my life in this way and not and hopefully not have to worry. But it's just it's such a it's such a mind fuck to to to, to learn that in a way, depending mm-hmm. on how you live your life. Yeah, that's so. Like those two questions are what I would ask either one of those. Just to be certain about something, like one way or the other, like see, see where the chips fall and kind of move, live your life based on that. But I guess, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna ask, uh, what happened to DB Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> what happened with that guy? <laughs> it was Loki the whole time. <laughs> yeah. What happened to who? Oh my god, that means you didn't understand that scene in Loki? <laughs> no, I'm trying I'm just trying to remember who you're talking about. So, so DB Cooper was uh did he rob a bank or a Federal Reserve? Yeah. One he, of those. he 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 robs something, fuck ton of money, hijacks a plane. Uh and then while the plane is in mid-flight, essentially like drops the bay doors and parachutes at the back. Mm-hmm. But DB Cooper is not a real name. So who was DB Cooper? What happened to DB Cooper? Where did all oh, that okay. fucking money go? And like any show that has some sort of like most of the shows that have some sort of investigative element of like past crimes or something always ends up having a DB Cooper scene. And Loki <laughs> In in Loki, Loki is D.B. Cooper. And as he's about to jump out of the plane, he's essentially just like, Heimdall, you better be watching, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so that when he jumps out of the plane, that's why he disappeared. Because okay. there was like storms and stuff. He never should have been able to land. Where he would have been able to land, they've done extensive searches. And like there's zero evidence that he ever hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Which is like what happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I honestly didn't. Where know did that the money was... go? I think when I watched that, I didn't realize that that was an actual person. Um, well, th- they just... didn't say a name. I don't think. I don't. I don't, remember. I don't know. I don't remember. It was what a year ago now? Was it was likely about a year ago at this point? <sighs> Something like that. Maybe like eight months ago. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't realize like what that was based off of. I guess. That's a good question, Sean. Yeah. I really like that one a <laughs> lot. Uh, uh, we we could ask uh, were there two shooters or one when it comes to Kennedy? I, I debated whether I was gonna ask the Kennedy question. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I know Matt's question. I can tell you what Matt's question is. Can he see? Can he see? Yeah. <laughs> can he wonder actually see? 
<laughs> no, that, that's not going to be Matt's question because Matt already knows the answer is yes, he you can see. Can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any any other uh, true knowledge that you would like to receive? What actually happened to Princess Di? <laughs> Yeah, there are so many things I think about when I'm like when I'm like worried about dying for whatever reason. I'll be like, but let's just say there is an afterlife. Like, oh my god, there's so many questions I could ask, and I would just know so many things. <laughs> I'm so excited I, about that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm gonna bring it very recent. Uh, was the slap planned? Oh. Or was it, or not? I'm I'm a hundred percent in the in the in the area of like not staged, but will like like Will and 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 Murphy had an idea of something was going to happen, but maybe he didn't know that the slap was going to happen. Who's like, Murphy? Did you mean Chris Rock? Chris Rock. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. No fucking way. No way. <laughs> oh man. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. <laughs> no what? To my mistake or no to the to the well one that was a terrible fucking mistake but also (laughs) no way was that stayed in no fucking way Uh uh-uh i i no i'm not at this point i was originally like that stage that was for the 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 oscars to get more clicks because they suck and no one watches them anymore initially that's where i was but i've come and turned to it wasn't staged it wasn't planned by the committee of the oscars and everything but i am at a point of did chris rock tell will smith that he was gonna do this or say this joke and will was like all right i'm gonna react in some way but chris rock wasn't expecting a slap like no. i i i still like I, I I hate that it all happened. I hate that we're I'm giving it the the the, the audio time, but it's just it was the fact that he laughed at it and then bitched out about it. I just I can't stand it. But yeah, I, I, the, I, it's the fact that he was laughing as he was walk away is like um he's just like fuck yeah I put that little bitch in his place. I. No way that yeah. was staged. You can use that as an example of like, see, this was the plan the whole time. Uh-uh. Because then his laugh beforehand makes zero sense. I guess it could I mean, make his, sense. In this. His, no, it wasn't staged, and Will Smith is just a fucking douchebag yeah. and who has weak sense of self and is feeling emasculated because of all of the things that has happened in his relationship and just decided to take that out on a comedian and try to say, like, these comedians shoot down on us. It's like, no, motherfucker. These comedians punch up at you. And if you aren't aware that this is kind of the fucking point of these award shows for the past, like, several decades, then you shouldn't be here. <laughs> and I, I, whether or not Chris Rock knew she had alopecia, that joke wasn't terrible at all. It wasn't a bad joke. I mean, it was a bad joke, but it wasn't a. It was a half. It was a. It was a half decent joke, that at best didn't carry. Yeah, but you're also assuming that Chris Rock listens to the Red Table. Well, yeah, Why the fuck would Chris Rock listen to the Red Table? He's, 
He's come out and said he did not know she had alopecia. Yeah, and people are but, saying he's full of shit. And that's what I'm saying. Like, whether or not he knew, I don't think... I don't think that... Like, it was a bad joke, but it wasn't a joke that was bad, in a sense, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it was half-decent attempt at comparing her to a strong female character from a movie that's all about female empowerment, but people just took it as, like, bald! Yeah. So, no. The the joke was meh at best with an attempt at being comparing to a Oscar. I'm yeah. pretty sure that won an Oscar at the Oscars. So, like, there's a lot of levels that that joke should have connected or just being kind of like... Eh, it wasn't that great, in which case, and it got blown up into something more. But that's besides yeah. the yeah. point. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> any other all-knowing questions? No. Or, or Sean, do you have any input about Will Smith right now? No, I have no feelings about Will. Will <laughs> the slap Will heard Smith. around the world. Yeah, especially now. What six weeks? At when is this episode coming out? <laughs> it, it'll it'll be yeah uh, it'll, five six over weeks. two months ago. <laughs> After so, he's been banned from winning an Oscar for 10 years. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. nah. No, he's not banned from winning an Oscar. He's just banned from the Oscars itself. He could probably still get nominated and win, and he still keeps all his wins. He just can't go and attend and do an acceptance speech or stuff. So I'll have to I'll have to rewatch my Philip DeFranco episode, so I'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> so the next What's question. Next? Are there any aspects of your personality that you hold back that Oh no, that holds you back. How do you adapt? Yeah, I I mean, I talked about it previous episode where it's like I get into my head and I overthink about things, especially like when it comes to like voice acting or whatever, but it's just in o- overall life, like I always get in my head about the stuff I'm going to do and I'm going to say and like there's there's somebody that I've been trying to like have a to, to, to talk to in a romantical sense that like I've been getting in my head about and it's just like I always overthink and I want to talk to them in that sense more and I want to have more conversations with them but it's just I'm still getting in my head and how do I how do I adapt is just I, I just end up having to just either in the in the I, this is probably the worst way I could put it but I'm going to just put it this way because I can't think of a, any better way to do it. I just end up either nutting up or shutting up at that point. Like it's either just do it or don't. And it's it's getting to a point where I just got to do it. But I I just it's I like I overthink and I overstress about the dumb things. Like what if this person doesn't really care? What if they don't want to talk to me like that? What if whatever and it's it's the same with like everything I do. What if I what if I do this wrong and nobody likes it anymore? Or what if I I'm always over in my head and I just, I, when, when it gets too much, I just, I either got to walk away or find some other stimulus to make me not think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd probably say something similar. Um, in my internal monologue and thought processes and everything, and I, I've, touched on this before in some in various instances and to various extents but uh my self-confidence is largely non-existent um 
and I essentially assume that everyone hates me and every interaction I have that seems positive is more so out of pity or something along those lines, uh, including, I think the last time I brought this up, it was like my, my example was like Matt and I have known each other for at this point, uh, at least two decades. And there's still a corner of my mind that it's like, yeah, he just feels bad. <laughs> there's no you don't keep a connection with somebody for more than two decades because you fucking feel bad (laughs) yeah Yeah. but but largely that's kind of how in my mind that's how i approach almost every situation in my life all of the time um and i approach it one of two ways depending on its importance to me and also just kind of like this the, the, the scene. Is it a professional scenery or is it more like a personal friendship kind of scene? And it's either a, all right, my give a fuck is broken. And I'm just going to go in as if I don't care in an overly confident way or just a confident way. Like that, that that's where my confidence with air quotes comes from is... Uh, the fake it or fake it till you make it mentality. I've been doing that since I was 13. <laughs> so, so like it, it, it works. It hasn't fixed the fact that my self-confidence is garbage, but clearly it's gotten me somewhere. Um, so it's either the mic I either approach it as a fake it till you make it, or just my give a fuck is broken and I don't actually care and trying to convince myself that I don't actually care. And then I just like do whatever the fuck I want. Which the, the the downside of that is, yeah, every so often I do say something that is really fucking stupid. Not because of any vindictive intent, but just like, I, fuck. Like at some point, because I'm, because I'm forcing myself to, I care too much internally and I'm trying to force myself to not care. I go too far the other way. It happens. It doesn't happen very frequently anymore, but it still happens at which point then it's just like, Hey, I, I need to bite the bullet and own the fact that I just fucked up in a big way. Apologize. Do whatever I need to do to fix that. And if I can't fix that, acknowledge the fact that that's on me because I am the one who fucked that up. And not take that in a, like, I'm the worst, I suck, which is hard to avoid. But, like, and then I own that and try to avoid that moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I adapt? Yeah, that's my adapt is just fake it till I make it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's that's the answer for a lot of how do you adapt. It's just, like, just do it. Fake it till you make it type of stuff. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I like um I'm too like I'm too adaptable in that like I'm I'm always the guy to be like, oh, you can make the decision. Like to take that off my plate. You make the decision. I don't want to deal with that. And that like that holds you back in terms of like in your like when you're at your job like being like that just makes other people like gives other people power over you 
It's just like delegating responsibility away from yourself, which mm-hmm. isn't like how you advance. So I have I have to I have to actively like rein that in and be like I have to make decisions or else you know there is no advancement for me. Yeah, because I'm just too amicable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or I want I I want to be I want to be like you decide because I don't want to because both I don't want the I don't want to deal with it and also like I want you to be happy. <laughs> yeah, it it's the the pleasing yeah aspect yeah you don't want to disappoint Mm -hmm. and so i i think yeah and then to to adapt i just have to overcorrect and be like very much in the driver's seat whenever Mm -hmm. i can uh or unless anyone has any further let's cruise let's keep on keeping on many we could be on this one for hours. There's too many personality <laughs> traits that like we gotta deal with. So, what is one rule that your parents or guardians enforced when you were a kid? Bedtime was eight thirty. Ah. The sun was still out, but I had to go to bed. Oof. Do you think that was a good or bad rule? I think it was a terrible rule because one, um, I didn't sleep, so then I just kind of became resentful. Uh, And then once, and it was kind of like an arbitrary rule until I was like 11 or 12 or something like that. So then once I hit a certain age, it was just like, oh, I'm going to stay up as late as I fucking can. Mm -hmm. Which then was just like, cool, I am dead to the world every morning. Uh, and uh, that's been 21 years now, and I am still <laughs> essentially dead to the world every morning because that's just whether it's a circadian rhythm and that's what I was destined to, or it was this is what I have spitefully set myself up for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my parents. We were nine o'clock our bedtime, um, but like they wouldn't check on us and make sure we were asleep at any point in time and me and my brother always shared a room and he's two years older than me so like we'd have to be in our room by nine we wouldn't have to be asleep at nine so like me and him would tend to stay up for an hour or two and watch tv or whatever before going to bed but i'm trying to think of other enforced rules I it's it's the normal like do your homework stuff like they 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 pushed until I was in high school they made sure to check is their homework are you doing your homework getting that done get that done first thing before you do anything else when you come home do your homework don't don't do anything else and like that was like that always seemed like the norm to where when people said like Oh, I don't do my homework till like right before bed. It always blew my mind. Like, you don't do homework till after dinner, like till after nine o'clock. Like, no, I get home at three and homework's done by four or five because that's what I have to do. Can't leave the kitchen table until homework's done. Mm. Struggling to think, Sean. I'm struggling to think of a a rule that like was hard and fast. I guess it was also. Like, 
because like I remember getting in trouble for not following rules for like a long t- I would like not follow a rule for a long time before I got in trouble <laughs> for it. So it's not I think it was just my parents gave me too much freedom as a kid. Uh but I think it it was probably the homework thing like Richie where it was like get all your homework done and if you do that then you'll just automatically do well. And I didn't do my homework, so I got in trouble <laughs> a lot for that. Yeah. I I honestly, aside from that like curfew time that my mom had for me before I turned eleven or whatever age it ended up being, my mom, with me at least, was very lax. And I don't know if it was because I was the good I was the genuinely good kid. So it's like she doesn't have to worry about me <laughs> or if because I was kid number four and she's just like, I, I, I give up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my mom gave me a lot of freedom. So it's like, hey, you're, you're not completely fucking up in school. Like you're, you're you're not necessarily a straight A student, but like your A's and B's. If you drop into a C, we're going to have a conversation about it, but like we're not expecting perfection because that's just unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, my mom gave me a lot of freedom. I think the first time I really, the first time I ever got grounded was seventh grade. That's not true. The second time I ever got grounded was second grade, was seventh grade uh, or seventh or eighth grade. And uh, I guess I had accidentally gotten a virus onto the family computer from uh, looking up porn. (laughs) And mom had sent an email to work that had a bunch of things very inappropriate secretly attached to it. And thankfully, she sent it to herself first, Uh, at which point I had my computer privileges revoked for quite some time. Uh, but aside from that, it's like, I, I really, she gave me the freedom and she's like, and that's kind of where the be smart about being stupid came from is she's like, I trust you to be, I, I raise you to make your own decisions and to try and be as informed as, as possible. And if you F up to own your mistake and take those beatings as needed, not necessarily beating, but whatever. Uh-huh. So so it's like like there weren't a lot of strictly enforced rules. Yeah, it was, it was just like, was hey, kind don't of, fuck up. Yeah, like you, you when I messed up, that was when I found out that was the rule. <laughs> like it was yeah, like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's we. I feel like it's safe to say that a lot of us, like we grew up in safe areas and in in safer, more open families that like. We didn't have super strong, strict rules unless something really stupid was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty sure. much. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just we. we I was I was tend to let let loose my freedoms, and once I had my first F report card, that's when it was like, oh, we gotta set rules. But even then, like, my parents were really bad at following up with punishments that like within a week not within like three days the punishment was over 
because like they didn't keep up on it they, and they didn't have anything to take away from me because as as dumb as it sounds I didn't have a cell phone in high school so they couldn't take away my cell phone and my brother played games 90% of the time so they couldn't take away video games because I already couldn't play video games because he was always playing them so there's really nothing they could do I lied. I remembered the most strict rule in my household for the <laughs> longest fucking time. Mm. And I, I forgot about it because it's like dumb as an adult, but it's just like this was important to me as a child. No gum. Zero gum. No no chewing gum. No bubble gum. Zero gum. <laughs> and I don't know if this is true, but the story I was told is because my, my sister had fallen asleep with gum in her mouth and my mom had to cut a bunch of her hair out. Like the horror story of gum. But my mom was like real strict about it. Every Halloween, I'm going through your candy. Not to see if like, uh, this isn't wrapped right. Or like this might have been rewrapped or blah, 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 blah. It was like zero gum. I'm taking all the gum and we're throwing it out. I was like, it's to the point where like the, the biggest one of the like strong memories I have is like, my my t-ball team like won whatever tournament we were in or something crazy like that. My mom bought me a pack of bubble tape. I was like, hell yeah! Not only <laughs> did I get gum, I got like thirty-seven feet of gum. <laughs> and she gave me like a like a two-inch piece, and I was like, yeah, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna be like chewing gum for the next month and a half. And then my mom put it in a safe place. Which is synonymous with, we have lost it, <laughs> and we will never see it again. <laughs> oh, no. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. And it's just kind of the running joke, is if mom puts something in a safe place, you will never see that shit ever again. Uh, so so I, I got uh, 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 super excited for that bubble tape, and then I got like two inches, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> never again. My... When it came to uh, Christmas and Halloween, and we had like my mom would make a bunch of cookies, the rule was two cookies a day until Christmas. Now, like she would cook, make cookies like a week or two before Christmas, and envision the popcorn tins, the really tall popcorn tins, full of chocolate chip cookies to the brim, two cookies a day until Christmas. And then after Christmas, That's brutal. <laughs> after Christmas, she would turn around. Why are nobody eating the cookies? You said two cookies a day and it made 700 fucking cookies. We're eating them. You just make too many. This is your fault, not mine. <laughs> and then Halloween would be the same thing, like three pieces of candy a day. That's it. And like by Christmas, we would still have Halloween candy because we would only be able to eat so much. And then maybe like get like Thanksgiving candy and then stocking stuff for candy. It's just like, why is there so much? Well, you're you're limiting us to how much candy we had to go and get from strangers. Like, that's your. Did you just say Thanksgiving candy? They they would. I mean, we wouldn't get Thanksgiving candy, but like she would get candy for Thanksgiving to put out on the table for dessert. What? Yeah, Thanksgiving candy. What the fuck is candy. that? It's just candy that she would put out for dessert because 
that, that's what pump that's There's, what pumpkin pie and apple pie look, and a third can of cranberry I'll, sauce is for. Andy's like come on. Mints. Andy's, Andy's mints. mints. Tim, come on. Have you ever had a holiday with Vince? The pickiest eater we know. No, I definitely know a pickier eater. George Dietz <laughs> is hands down a pickier eater than Vince Guida. Uh <laughs> but uh, not to uh, Tim this, but we uh, have four questions left, and we're running pretty long. So, do we have any other takes on this one, or do we want to keep going? Matt, you heard it. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> we should keep going. All right. So, next question: If you had to describe how you're feeling right now as a weather pattern, what's your forecast? Ooh, ooh, cloudy with a chance of bullshit. <laughs> Right, right now in this instant, I'm uh sunny and cool because I just I'm feeling really good right now. <laughs> I've almost finished this bottle of wine. I'm feeling really good right now. So sunny, sunny and cool. Yeah, I'm feeling warm with that nice breeze that blows through that doesn't mm-hmm. like give you a chill. Yeah, just like. It's I like, dig oh, it. This is pleasant. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like that's, all around pleasant. That's that's it's it's a good feeling to be at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Matt? Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Sounds like rain. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, our next question. What's a food, smell, or sound that you associate with where you grew up? Uh, honeysuckles. Have either of you had a honeysuckle before? No. No, but I used to have a honeysuckle vine before I chopped it down over the summer last year. But did you taste it? No. I could smell it, but I couldn't taste it. I never tasted it. The the taste the taste if you you get the right one is very much like it smells. Back when I could smell effect- effectively. No. Um uh yeah, no. So so I I I picture my neighborhood when I moved to moved to the Exton Downingtown area of Pennsylvania in 1995. Uh, the neighborhood I grew up in at that point, behind one row of the townhomes, there was a whole bunch of honeysuckle, and it was right behind my one friend's house or his townhouse. So we would constantly, like every spring, summer, like at some point, we would just end up going over there, picking a bunch of it, and like you don't eat it necessarily. It's it's like. It's going to get real technical. Essentially, you take the flower, you pinch the bottom of the flower, and you're essentially ripping the stamen out of the whole flower, and it pulls like the the sweet juices from within the flower out, and you like lick that off of it, or suck it off of it. Hence, honeysuckle, or at least that's how I justified the name. <laughs> uh, and it was delicious. So that that's just like how I imagine that's the taste and the smell that I imagine when I think of my childhood. Nice. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like this might not be all that weird, but as weird as it may sound, uh, like, our generation might not be that weird, but, like, the smell of, like, stale cigarette smoke and lingering cigarettes, because my grandparents and my parents, pretty much everyone in my family smoked, like, chimneys when I was yeah. younger. Like, that always brings me back to some sort of back-ended memory of my childhood. It is, it might be the weird, it might sound like the weirdest thing, but that's just, no, man, like, I understand, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I don't, I didn't have anybody in my family that smoked, but I, like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. my dad would bring me into bars sometimes mm-hmm. when I, when I was, like, with him, and that, so that smell of, like, a musty Mm-hmm. cigarette bar like brings me back to like oh I'm hanging out with my dad in a bar yeah yeah it's just it's so weird because like I can't have I don't have any strong memories of like food my mom would cook or or anything like that but I do have memories of like walking into my grandparents house which is the house I now have and just smelling the cigarette smoke and like anytime I smell that or am I around people who are smoking a lot, or in a house where somebody smokes indoors? I smell that, and I get those memories back, and I'm just like, it's like being a kid again. It's it's just a weird. Nah. It's, I I think it's like it's it's like something that our generation really experienced because it was before smokers were being super cautious and started only smoking outdoors and everything because it's just like it's it's a slight generational thing but i still know people that are of our age and millennial age that smoke indoors and don't give a shit it's not that they were being super cautious is that we started outlawing smoking indoors in a lot of places like let's be honest yeah but but you're absolutely right it's something that our generation is kind of the tail end of that Mm -hmm. being the norm yeah, because I, I still have memories of going to the diner and my parents having an ashtray next to them while indoors smoking, having a having whatever kind of meal we're having, and I'm just sitting right next to them. And then your waitress walks up and be like, what do you have a doll in? While she's smoking one too, yeah. Oh, I got some extra lucky strikes. You're going to be fine. <laughs> Virginia Slims, that's, that's what was the hot one down here in Jersey. <laughs> or at least for my grandma. Yeah, that that that's definitely the older generation cigarette. The slim, they're not that bad. It's good for you. It's fine. <laughs> I'll never remember, or not never remember. I'll never forget. After my grandma had her first heart attack, and then we found out she had cancer. Like we had to start taking her to her chemo's and everything. And so, like, everyone in the family was taking a day or whatever, taking time off to bring her. And I was, like, one of the early ones, and I had to bring her to her doctor's appointments, hang out with her, and then, uh, like, bring her home. And on the way home, my grandma was like, can we stop at whatever place? I think it was Rite Aid. Yeah, sure. And we go, and I park, and she could barely walk, so she gets a cart, and she starts walking around. And she, like, goes to get her medicine and picks other up, like, makeup and then goes to the front. And she had a heart attack. She was almost 70 and, or she's, like, close to 65, had a heart attack, had cancer, was not allowed to smoke anymore. And I just remember her putting everything on the counter, getting rung, rung up, and they asked, you want anything else? And she whispers, I can put your 
<laughs> and the lady's like, excuse me? She's like, she's like, I'm like, no, no. She's like, what? And I'm like, no, you're not meme. I'm sorry. You're not allowed. And the, the woman, the, the girl behind the counter is like, like, this is everything. Let's ring her up. And like, my grandma was so mad at me because I got, she's 65. She doesn't really have anything else going on in her life, but smoking. So that's what she would wanted to do. But it was just like, I felt so bad. But at the same time, I was like, Mame, you had a heart attack. You can't smoke anymore. You don't tell me no, Richard. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but any other smell takes? Or should um, we go on? Yes. I, so right. my, my smell is the smell of the Nabisco factory that was right down the street from my parents' house. So it smells like, like freshly baked Oreos. Just so good. I didn't know there was a Nabisco factory. I'm super factory jealous. There. Yeah, there's a Nabisco factory. They 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 don't make cookies there anymore, but they used to. And they would or or and or they would just like run the machines in the morning so it smelled real nice, but they like were a corporate office and uh, like they didn't <laughs> like make the cookies. So, but they, it smelled so good. It was just the it was it's the most pleasant smell. Yeah. Because I lived in Philly, so everything else felt like ass. But <laughs> the Nabisco factory. It's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, our next question. What's one thing you've been procrastinating on and can't finish? I have three. <laughs> Go for it. Off the top of my dome. Uh, I had bought a... I wanted to get back into building models. So I had bought a uh, a Gundam, Ooh, uh, nice. like a, a higher end Gundam kit, and like got paints to specifically mix to get a specific kind of color because like yeah the plastic is colored but like come on like it's it's not the right color it's not the perfect color so mm-hmm. I want to do that so I have all of that and uh, I haven't touched that since a month and a half before I moved to North Carolina. Um, I have a bunch of these like picture painting by numbers, but instead of painting by numbers, it's little plastic crystals. Oh, kind of things. I can't Uh, do this. It is, it is very therapeutic. I'm not going to lie, but so I had finished one and we have a couple others and it's like, I want to take the one that I'd finished and essentially stretch it onto a, uh, a canvas and then have that like up. Like, I don't want to frame it because the glass on the frame then kind of takes away the point of like the, the, the shimmer of the material itself in the design. So it's like, I want to put it on a canvas, which requires me to buy the canvas and then put it on it, which I haven't done. Uh, plus the other three of them that I have not even started. Uh, and then Martha's dad had asked me to take a look at a... It's not a transformer, but it's some sort of controller for, like, model trains. Because uh, that's, like, that's his hobby. Like, he has a bunch of model trains. He's trying to get them all perfected. And then, like, he wants to set up a thing in his basement. Uh, and he gave that to me like 
probably at this point almost a year ago. He's like, I, it doesn't work. Can you find out why it doesn't work? I'm like, ah, I'll figure it out at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've now moved to another state and I still have it and I have <laughs> not touched it. <laughs> so oh, my yeah. plan my plan is to work on that over the next week because Martha is going up for Easter. Uh, and if I can get it fixed, she can take it with her. Nice. Yeah. Um... I got two right now. One is more immediate and, and time sensitive, but uh, I have to Venmo request my roomies for their rent for this month because they haven't paid it yet. And their rent went up this month. And so I'm just... they At least one of them knows their rent went up this month. I don't know if they both know and understand, but I have to Venmo them that. And I don't want to have to deal with the bullshit if they complain about it. So I'm just dreading that and procrastinating on that. But it's due by the 15th, so I have to do it soon. (sighs) The other is um, not so time-sensitive and stressful. Is I It's been two, three months now. I recorded one of my Let's Plays. And I actually started editing it down to cut it down from an hour or so of gameplay to I think I got it down to 40 minutes and I wanted to break it under 35 but I just I tried doing things and then the the audio wasn't syncing with the gameplay and the fast forward and everything wasn't working all that well that I ended up having to scrap that and I've been wanting to re-edit it but as I think about it more and more I I just I don't like how that came out, so I might end up just recording another one-hour session, which will be my third, by the way, because the first one I just lost and never saved, apparently. The second one, the editing didn't work, and I never finished it, and now this will be the third one if I do it, and I just keep, like, pushing it back, because I'm like, what if I waste another hour doing this? Which is not really a waste, because I'm just playing fucking video games, but still, it's kind of a waste. I could be doing something more productive. That and I have to mow the lawn tomorrow, so <laughs> kind of procrastinating. Oh, I have to do that too. Damn. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh, I don't. I don't. Timmy, I'll pay you to do it. I'm not driving up to mow your lawn. <laughs> you were supposed to do that last year, and you never did. Was I? Yeah, you said that. I think it was you. It might have been Sean. One of you two said you really love mowing the lawn, and you'd come do it for me, and you never it- did. It definitely wasn't me because I act. It might have been Sean because (laughs) that sounds like a follow up to a question of like, what's one thing you really enjoy? Like, what's housework that you really enjoy doing? And I feel like Sean and Matt both said mowing the lawn, and I said, "Fuck that." It was definitely that, and I was like, "Uh, I." It was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys do it. And one of you, I think it was Sean, was like, "Just call me anytime. I'll come do it for you." (laughs) Oh, did. then it's your fault for not calling him. Yeah, I, I, I sounds like I, a you problem, not a Sean problem. <laughs> it yeah, is, you have it my is number, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Sean, are you procrastinating? I think you, I think you haven't spoken yet. Yeah, no. Um, I started making a game in like the RPG Maker game. 
Ooh, nice. I started making a game and I got like the first town done and then I have not touched it since then. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's just so much work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just so many buttons to click. <laughs> but I think I'd like I'd like to get back to it because it is a nice like creative outlet and mm-hmm. I gotta get doing that so I'm not so stagnant. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's uh, the home game for D and D that I DM with you, Sean. I need to, I need to get on that and start like wor- like not even really world building, but like story building for that. It's uh-huh. Just the loss of the two characters that I was building my story around really, really just threw me through a loop, and I really need to work. Oh, you weren't there for the last session. No, I explained that I kind of dropped the ball in prepping. Because the two main characters that I was building this whole story around are no longer part of the group. One, because they got kicked out. The other one, because I didn't want to keep playing that as that character. Eric got intruded. Ruh-roh. Yeah, so I got to like whole revise the entire story. So I got to do that. Oh, well. If you need a guest villain, let me know. <laughs> we do play online, so I could probably think of something for you to come on from time to time. Maybe a guest uh, spot. I'm I'm not saying like I want to be on it. I'm just saying like if you need a third party NPC or a third party <laughs> villain, like you wouldn't be the first person to ask me, and I would not say no. Could <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. Totes, uh, are we? Any other procrastination other besides the last question? No. Now no. we got if this is the final question, guys. We made it. <laughs> I'm I'm so proud of us. We did we did the whole thing without Matt and I was so worried for us. <laughs> and here I I also love before we get into the last question. Timmy, you said that every episode would be 45 minutes or less. I think we've broken an hour on all three. Did did I don't recall saying that at all. You finished 60, 61.3 and you said we'll have 45 minutes or less because we have one less person and blah, blah, blah. And I even made the time to say, Timmy, you've been on countless. You've missed a handful of episodes and we've gone over every time. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, but that's because I wasn't there to run the show. And then you were like, "It'll be thirteen and a half minutes each episode." It was it was a great ending to that episode. But. Oh, are we talking about our last recording session or the first episode of this session? The last recording session. Oh, I don't know what I said a month ago. What the <laughs> fuck, Richard? <laughs> and, that, and yeah, I said, "Richard, you're in trouble, motherfucker." Oh, it's Richard Thomas if I'm in trouble. Richard Thomas. I'm never gonna remember that. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I can only go so far. So, what's the final question? If your home was packed full of golf balls, how would you remove them? <laughs> what? I would. I would put up a sign, um, or post on like Craigslist or whatever. All you can carry cough balls for five bucks. Cough balls? Cough balls. <laughs> Here's a ball. <laughs> for five bucks. And I would let people come 
And the door would be shut. And the second they showed up, I'd pop the door open, let the golf balls roll out. And as many as they could grab, they'd give me five bucks. They could grab them and leave. And then i close the door again for the next person to come. And then until the golf balls end, like, until there were no more golf balls. <laughs> Just keep opening the door and closing. Make some money off of it. It'd be nice. I'd use a shovel, personally. (laughs) (laughs) I would get them out with a shovel on my front lawn, because who gives a shit? (laughs) Just have a whole front lawn full of golf balls. Craigslist free golf balls so that people can pick them up. People come, yeah. (laughs) Oh, pick up golf mores just so I could just get rid of them game by game, because... (laughs) I would I lose I would lose at least two to three golf balls per game. Mm-hmm. I'd just start hitting them off our balcony. <laughs> Into the and Harley uh, uh, factory. See you if you hadn't listened to that episode today, you wouldn't even remember that that was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe. But the answer but, uh, is yes. But or also, see if I can hit him into the pool, which is a tough hook, but I think I could do it. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun, though, just hitting them off the roof. It's like in Scrubs when they were shooting the, hitting the golf balls off the roof of the uh, hospital, and they accidentally caused like, an accident with it. Roo. Yeah. Uh, so, I would sell them. You guys would just get rid of them, is what we're, 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 we're learning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'd either chuck them at somebody or, like, get, just start giving them away. The effort to sell them and, like, be responsible for, like, are you going to be here at this time? Or just, like, show up at my house. I will be available all of the time. Like, uh, no. My Facebook I, Marketplace experience has told me, fuck that. <laughs> I, I, but I am available all the time. I work from home, so... Well, not it if it's full really of golf hard. balls. You're not working. I, I'm not working if I can't get to my desk because it's full of golf balls. You're right. But there's a hole in my plan. A hole in one. <laughs> yep. So that was the final question. Uh, does anybody have a take? A hot take? I have a take. I could do a take. Okay. It's a quick one. Did you remember your take from before? <laughs> no, but I have another one. I can do real quick. Okay. And another one. And another one. Here's my take. Hey, Timmy. Huh? Did you get that motorcycle yet? Fuck you. <laughs> I told you. The deal was house first, then motorcycle. That That is the deal. I will hold to my end of this bargain with my wife because I love and appreciate my wife. But I also want a motorcycle. And I told you I would text you every day, but I haven't because I forgot I told you I would text you every day until I listened to, to Tuesday's episode this morning. You are a month behind and you are fucking up, bud. You didn't That's- even text me today. You waited until we did this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I mean, look, I thought it would be good content. So, there's, a, there's, a, there's a great song that this reminds me of. Uh, by obviously one of my favorite bands, uh, Breaking Benjamin, as previously mentioned. Um, it's got a great like bass lead up. It's like, 
Failure. I totally agree. I, I really, I'm, I'm mad that I couldn't remember what I wanted to bring up. I know it was stupid. I know it had no meaning to anything, and I just thought it was like ridiculous. Yeah, oh, I got it! I got it now. I remembered it. Sweet and show, real quick, quickest thing ever. Uh, y'all know that there's an anime called Attack on Titan, right? Uh huh. Yes. The final season, Attack on Titan, the final season, has become a whole fucking series because they're getting a third fucking part. And I'm pissed off about that. What? What do you mean they're getting a third part? Attack on Titan, the final season, which was Mm -hmm. supposed to end after after part two, which the first part was about 16 to 20 episodes. The second part was another 20 or so episodes. That's not a season. Is now getting a third part of another 20 or so episodes. So what you're saying is the third season was actually another three seasons. And that is just fucking stupid. Attack on Titan, the final season. It's called the final season is an entire series now. Well, that sounds like Funimation is just stupid, which is no surprise to anyone who has watched any anime on anything <laughs> yeah. that has touched Funimation in any way, shape, or form ever. Yeah, it's just, I was waiting to watch the last two parts of the final se- the two parts of the final season until it ended, which it was supposed to end, I believe today, the ninth is when we're recording. Today was supposed to be the last episode, but it came out last week. Uh, after April Fool's, it was not an April Fool's joke, but it came out some point between April Fool's and now that they are pulling another season out of the final season. So it's the final season part three. All this tells me is I made the absolute right decision to never watch this anime based on not based on what I had read in the manga and being like, oh, this anime is going to be boring as fuck or... They're going to make a bunch of shit up and just try and draw it out circa Dragon Ball Z 1997, where every fight took 27 episodes. I don't want to do that again. They they held true and it wasn't really that boring. Like it was it's rough to watch. It wasn't really that boring initially. But now the fact that the final season quotes, the final season is three fucking seasons long. I'm just over it. I just I'm so mad. I am so mad. Yep. That's, Welcome to anime. Yeah. <laughs> that's that was my take. It's it, I I'm so happy I remember that. That was the one thing I wanted to talk about. Well, not even really the one thing I want to talk about. But it was just like you <laughs> fellas at least being anime fans. I'm sure you can understand how ridiculous this is. Yeah, I mean the fact that they made an anime out of, out of Attack on Titan is already ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah. either they cut out a whole bunch of the background story or they gloss over the fuck out of most of it. And either way, that's a boring fucking show. No. No, they, 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 um, season three, they cut a lot into about the backstory and the, the, the background history of the series and, and everything that's going on. And then it's Did you read it? I didn't read it. I ju- I've just watched it. I've never read the manga. Um, but they, they do a lot of talking about like where the Titans come from and all that shit. And 
Oh, yeah, no, I'm talking about, like, before they even get that fucking far, before they even get to the story where they would even begin to find out any of that shit, there is so much <laughs> sociopolitical background horseshit. Oh, boy. Before you... It, it, at, at, like, I, I stopped reading it because I got fucking bored. I was like, cool, nothing has happened in 37 chapters. So no, I'm not going to keep watching it. Like, yes, we realize there's tight spoiler. There's Titans in the wall. Cool. What now? Well, we're going to do 37 chapters of bullshit you don't care about and doesn't actually change the story in any way, shape or form, which will not translate to an anime, which means they're going to cut out all of that shit, which means it's not the same story. I I mean, I will like the, 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 the fact that, like, even when you find out there's a Titan in the wall at the end of season one, season two, they brush over it. They, like, oh, let's cover the Titan up with a carpet so that it can't see sunlight and wake up, and then that's it. Wait, they get to the Titan in the wall in season one? At the very end of season one, after fighting uh, the female Titan in the city, um... You nope, see um, the wall cracks and the and drops, and there's a smiling titan inside the wall. Nope, I'm done with this conversation. That means they <laughs> skip so much fucking shit in so few episodes. Well, they the, their training, which was supposed to take about two or three years, was an episode and a half. So, yeah, it's, um, it's it's insane. But no, the point just, is, Attack on Titan is bullshit as an yeah. anime, and that's all that matters. Yeah, right, I, Sean? Sure. <laughs> Probably. Are you still awake? Yeah. I'm Matt. right here with you guys. I'm listening to this whole conversation just like I feel I feel like I'm the Matt in this conversation where I'm just like, all right guys. <laughs> Listen, you're having a you're living your best lives. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Matt, what's your thoughts on Attack on Titan? This is bullshit. You guys talked about North and South for an hour. <laughs> Did we? Not not last last session. No, already forgot. Wasn't listening. Um, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Rich, where can we find more of your Attack on Titan takes? You can find me at b underscore walnuts on Twitter. And Sean at hey it's sob. You can find my hard disagrees at Tim R Hansen on Twitter. And Matt. uh and Matt at MKASNEL, that's M K A S Z N E L. Now it's time and, for plugs. Uh, it's time for them plugs. <laughs> Richie, what do you got to plug? Check out uh twitch.tv slash B underscore walnuts for video game streaming um and general chill and hangs. Uh, by the time uh, this comes out, I should have plugged this more. We'll have had Fancy Friday, which is a community challenge I was having with my friends where I wore a suit. You can check out the VOD of that, hopefully still on my uh, Twitch, but I'll probably post it on YouTube as well. But again, it's twitch.tv slash underscore walnuts. Uh, you can also follow uh, or go to www.one-quest.com for links for our socials and podcasts podquest the weekly nerdy roundtable where we talk about the hot topics of nerddom as well as the occasional bi-weekly book club where we watch movies and stuff and discuss them. Uh, 
if, uh, as this one comes out, we'll be re- uh, talking about a movie that has not been decided as of recording, but uh, two weeks ago we would have talked about um, the the martial arts movie Ip Man uh, from 2008, I believe. Uh, also, we've got bonus action tabletop podcast for me and Sean and a bunch of friends play Dungeons and Dragons. Ip Man is a great series, by the way. I can't wait to watch the first one. I've never seen it before. Oh. Nice. Um, I'd be throwing frisbees, prison them bees at OB Disc Golf everywhere except prison Instagram, where it's OB underscore Disc Golf. Matt has another podcast called Taste Fakers, where he uh, compares two seemingly un- incomparable albums like Neurosis's Through Silver and Blood and Macedon's Crack the Sky. Or the Mountain Goats, Tallahassee, and Death Cab for Cuties plans. This is this is legitimately a great podcast, and I implore you to go listen to it. Um, is there anything else that we had to plug? Is that all? I I have a plug. I have an additional plug. Um, I believe this will be coming. At, this episode should be coming out at the end of April, so we're getting into May. May is a big fundraising month for uh, the TSC Alliance. Anyone who's been listening for any period of time has known that I have taken part in a uh, essentially hot wing eating challenge uh, for the last two years to raise fu- raise funds for the TSC Alliance, which is for tuberosclerosis com- complex. Uh, it is a disease that affects young children, uh, and they often don't get to live into their teen years and onward. Uh, but this touches very close to home for a good friend of my uh, of mine uh, and his friend's family. So they are, as of right now, we are not currently doing the spicy uh, getting spicy with Parker B fundraiser again. That is going to be probably later in the year for a lot of planning reasons. But uh, they are doing an event in Rehoboth Beach on May 21st. If you happen to be anywhere local to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, uh, we will link some news. So a good wine tasting event for another from Derek, another getting saucy veteran. Uh, So still trying to raise money for a good event. And Ryan Beebe, the founder of this particular event, is also now a... uh, in in pushing and dedication to the cause, has now done a complete career change and is the manager of annual giving and partnerships for the TSC Alliance. So Ryan, not I, I don't think you listen to this or am are going to listen to this anytime soon. Congratulations! It's very much one of those inspirational things I mentioned in the other episodes of like putting your all into something you truly care about and are truly passionate about. Uh, in raising funds and dedication to your son. So great thing coming up in Rehoboth and stay tuned for announcements for uh, round three of the getting saucy with Parker B, which was going to be canceled and is now probably just going to be in the latter half of the year. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to discuss uh brose participation and such. Uh, what's the date of the Rehoboth be- beach thing again? The Rehoboth beach thing is May 21st. It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, at bin 66 in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. This episode comes out the 26th of April, so you have just under a month to prepare and try to plan to go to this. 
And next time we do this, I will have actually typed something up. So this is significantly <laughs> more coherent. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, how do we end? Thank is that, you is that it? Is that what we got? We, we, we want to send a thank you to uh, Mary O'Brien for uh, compiling uh, the questions. Yes. Uh, to Shannon you're... Vogel for designing our world famous logo. To Steven Siebert, who, uh, whose song When is our intro. We got that at the freemusicarchive.com. And to Tess Riley, our editor, who does a fantastic job every single week. Um... And to you, our listeners, for sending us in questions. Mm-hmm. Which which uh, you should do more. We, we yes. like user questions. You guys, you guys, you guys make us giggle. Brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Brosequestions at gmail.com. I, I think that's it, everyone. That's Say it. goodbye to the listeners, everybody. Bye. Bye. For Sean, Richie, the non existent Matt, and the rest of the Action Moves team. This is Brose signing off and saying, be smart about being stupid. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yes. Or Hell don't. Yes. Hey.